Hey everyone, before this podcast begins, we want to tell you about some other arts-related podcasts you're going to love. They are The Conduit Music Podcast, Artsville, Gringo and the Man, Art World Horror Stories, and Not Real Art. On these action-packed podcasts, you'll hear experts talk about creativity, design, the music biz, the art world, visual art, American craft, Chicano art, street art, graffiti, and even stand-up comedy. So be sure to find and follow these great arts podcasts today. Now, back to your regularly scheduled programming. Hey everybody, Sourdough here. Today, before we start the show, I want to tell you about our upcoming conference, the Not Real Art Conference on March 16th here in LA. It's a one-day learning event for artists to come together and learn, share, network, and grow. We're going to talk about protecting your IP, licensing your IP, and pitching your IP to Hollywood. Tickets are right now at 100 bucks. We got some great speakers, experts, artists talking. We got Human. We got Logan Hicks. We got Jorge Gutierrez. Of course, we got your boy Man One. And we've got experts from Hollywood and New York coming to talk about the law, talking about pitching to Netflix, all kinds of exciting stuff. So go to notrealart.com to get your tickets today. Thanks so much. Now let's start the show. Hello, this is Siri, and you're listening to my favorite podcast, Not Real Art. I live for this shit because it's totally lit. Welcome to Not Real Art, series favorite creative culture podcast with your boy, Man One. And Sourdough, chilling there across from me. What up? What up, Man One? It's good to have you back, brother. You know, I was on a sabbatical. Yeah, man, I got to say, as you know, I've had to do a couple of these without you, and uh, it's just not the same, my friend. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I can only imagine. You've got some big shoes to fill, and most people cannot fill them. Of course, I won't you know, go into why you have big feet or what that means, but- just know that you are truly one of a kind. No one can uh, sit in that seat the way you do. Oh, yeah. I know. It's cool. I'm okay with that. As well, you should be. You're like, that's why it's man one, not man 12. Yeah. Man 13s, actually. <laughs> I'm 13s. Hey, 13s. Yeah. So. Oh, man. Fantastic. Well, how have you been? <laughs> What's been going on? You've been busy. Oh, man. I mean, it's a lot's been going on. Just, you know, really thankful for all the work that I've been getting lately. Um, some really great projects, some which... I cannot divulge at this moment. Ooh. Have to kill me if you tell me. Yeah. No, I mean, just a lot of good projects, you know, private commissions, murals, paintings. I mean, one of those moments where, you know, there's really a lot of stuff that I had to put on the back burner, projects that I've been working on or wanted to do or promised people I'd do and just had to put them on the back burner because there's just there's too much going on and um, money comes first. <laughs> the big <laughs> More money, more problems. <laughs> you know, the bigger the budget the further up the chain you get oh, yeah. on my list. But yeah, no, it's going good. And so, um, you know. So let this be a lesson to those clients on the back burner. You, yeah. throw, you know, throw a little uh, sugar on top. Uh, maybe you get uh, bumped up. Well, you know, some of these projects are projects that I've been working on almost pro bono, if not pro bono. And, you know, they know, these clients know, and these people know that, hey, you know, I'll get to it when I can and I'll yeah. do it when I can, but I can't promise you a timeline on it. What is the criteria by which you choose to do something pro bono? Usually, honestly, it's when it's working with kids. So most of the time it's, you know, a community mural, some project where I'm doing something like that with kids and 
I'm not charging them my full rate or like I said, I'm doing it for free. You know, a lot of those times they don't have all the parts set up either. Like we don't know where the paint's coming from. We don't, they still have to get approvals, blah, blah, blah. So it's not like they're just waiting on me, but you know, sometimes it happens and, and I just have to put that on the, on the back burner for, you know, obvious reasons, but you know, I'll get to it when I get to it. So I guess it's a, I guess it's a good problem to have, you know. Feast or famine, right? Yeah, it is. You know, it's uh, been doing it all these decades now, and it's still a feast or famine, you know, type of career. Although, but wait a minute. I thought being an artist was sexy <laughs> and glamorous oh, yeah. and... Super sexy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, luckily the gap between, you know, having not having work and having work is a lot shorter now. Yeah. We think about all the investments, right, that you've made over the years, investments in primarily, you know, your brand, getting, building awareness, getting out there hustling, you know, right. networking, being very conscientious, being professional, right? you know, not burning bridges, right. um, staying above the fray. Well, you know, that never stops. Right. You're constantly doing that, yep. putting yourself out there and you're um, constantly building bridges, constantly meeting new people. I think what's, what changes over time is that you're able to meet people at a higher level. Mm. You're able to meet, you know, as the more you got under your belt, kind of the bigger, you know, clients you get to meet and work with who have bigger budgets, who have, you know, sometimes bigger visions and help further your career a lot quicker, you know? So yeah, I'm very grateful to be in that point of my career right now, you know? For sure, for sure. Well, you know, it just dawned on me, like given the date, this is kind of like our holiday special. Oh, yeah. This episode. Right, it is. This is our holiday special. So, you know, happy Hanukkah to our Jewish brothers and sisters. Merry Christmas to our Christian brothers and sisters. Kwanzaa, happy Kwanzaa to our African brothers and sisters. And uh, what are mo Muslims uh, celebrating right now? I don't know. I just say happy holidays. Happy holidays. Okay, good. Because there's too Wait many minute, people. But that's so not Christian. Like, like, you're going to take Jesus right out of the holiday. Yeah. You know? <laughs> It's crazy, right? I can't believe it's Christmas already. I can't believe it's the holiday. This, where did the, the year go? Where did the year go? 2018. It's almost over. It was a crazy ride this year. Yeah, every year it's a crazy ride. So I guess it's what? What? Looking back on year, what? What's like the first highlight that comes to mind that uh, you look back on the year and uh, you feel really good about? It feels like a year ago. <laughs> oh man. Well, I'm just trying to think of what the pro. I don't even remember what the projects were that. Like, I literally have to look at my blog or something to figure out what the hell I was doing earlier, earlier this year. But I know that one of the cool things about this year, mm -hmm. as opposed to other years, is that a lot of my calendar was already filled up, like, last December. Nice. Right. And that doesn't always happen. Right. You know? You know, we had a lot of, a lot of projects with the, with the Alley Library for the yep. LA Made series. I had a bunch of things on the calendar for, for the different library conferences I was doing yep. across the country. Yep. I had like three art commissions that I had first kind of first quarter. So yeah, that's cool when that happens, you know, because sometimes you go in the holidays and the whole time you're stressed, worried about, okay, when this is over, when it's the new year, what, what am I going to do? You know, what, what do I have going on? Yeah. And uh, I remember days when, or years when I didn't know what, was, what I was going to do January 2nd. And obviously between now, basically before Christmas, and after New Year's, you know, those two, three weeks, like there's no business going on. You can't reach out to new clients or whatever. It's kind of a dead zone. And so you just have to ride with whatever, <laughs> whatever you got or whatever you're doing, you know? For sure. 
And as an artist, you know, you don't have, I mean, my wife, you know, is going to take two weeks off or whatever, but she still has her payday. Yep. You know, she still has her check coming through at the end of the month or whatever. But as an artist, you, you don't have that luxury and, you know, you get paid when you get paid. So, well, question for you. Yeah. So historically, as I recall, each year, uh, each holiday, Christmas holiday, you typically have a promotion, sale, holiday uh, shop holiday party. pop, up, pop yeah. up in your studio. Right. And historically, those have always been, A, a lot of fun, but B, you know, a, a, a great time to get good deals on Man One yeah. related uh, merchandise and artwork and products of various uh, types. So uh, are you doing that again this year? So I'm not going to do that this year. Wow, things are flush. Which, yeah, which I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of bummed about, though, because... Just no time. You probably don't have any time to make it happen. It was either go to Miami, <laughs> the Art Basel. Wait, you were in Miami? <laughs> yeah, or... Wait, I was in Miami. Or throw a party. Yeah, there you go. It's been an annual holiday party yeah. at my studio for the last four or five years. And this year, I'm going to not do that. Just a number of reasons, but number one, just no time. And another reason is I have a really big project coming up starting the new year and I have to rearrange the studio to be ready for that. Yeah. And so uh, it just doesn't make sense to do it. So what I've opted to do as um, in lieu of my holiday party that I usually do, I'm posting stuff online, uh, social media and just letting people just show them what's available in the studio and they can grab it or whatever. But the other thing I'm doing is I have a bunch of like clothing, like t-shirts mm-hmm. and stuff like that, mm-hmm. that I've had forever. I mean, I'm talking about literally trash cans full. Like old stock stuff. Like, you know. Yeah. Overstock. Yeah. From, you know, old stock that I've had even since the gallery yeah, I think days. they call it dead stock or dead whatever. Dead stock. Right. And, but they're perfectly. Yeah. Brand good, new stock. Brand new t-shirts yeah. that right. Right. there's no way I'm going to sell them or whatever. So I right. decided this year I'm going to give them away. Nice. And so we're getting that put together right now um in the studio and probably gonna just go maybe i don't know if i'm gonna go to some kind of i'll see where i'm gonna actually give them away you know it might be at during the some of the events they have down there in skid row right or it might be for some other kind of events but or i might just go down there and just or different places and give them out yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't know exactly what i'm gonna do but just gonna get rid of a lot of stuff and give a bunch of uh brand new you, you could have brought mine with you today yeah i could have but but you Just, didn't. I didn't. But you didn't. No. Yeah. no ugh, tell you what. <laughs> I should be used to you forgetting me by now. How many years it's been? Yeah, you should be. <laughs> Which, by the way, I haven't forgotten I still owe you money. <laughs> it just oh, you do? Well, I'm thinking about it. Don't I owe you money for those sticks that you picked up for me? Uh, probably. Yeah, 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 probably. Yeah, yeah. So I did. Anyway, sidebar. I'm not trying to stiff you on that. I, um, <laughs> I, I probably could have given it to you in Miami when I saw you there. But, uh, you know, we were too busy uh, drinking. We were too busy having a good time. Yeah, man. How about that uh, Miami? How about that Art Basel? Art Basel, man. That was fun. I had a good time. I don't know. Did you have a good time? I definitely had a good time. You know, it was pretty interesting, right? Because we were both there, but, you know, you were wearing Little Havana, mm-hmm. and I was on the beach, uh, in South Beach, so... Boy, were you. Yeah. Yeah, right there in the Right there in the thick of it. In the thick in of the it. In the thick of it, and I use that word very specifically. <laughs> One of the greatest places to people watch, according to my wife. It's thick with people. Yeah. It was watching. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. You know, it Ocean Drive is it's by the ocean, my, isn't it? Ocean Drive, Miami is is definitely one of the spots to be at. Definitely one of the spots to be at. 
but yeah, man, I mean, it was a good time. So what took you there? So I had an opportunity to do an exhibition, a group show, really, just mm-hmm. at this, uh, mm-hmm. at the National Hotel. Beautiful building, beautiful hotel. Yeah, it's a fucking beautiful, you know, hotel. Yeah. And so a friend of mine um, was curating the show at Eddie Beaujard. I got to tag him. You got to shout out. Shout out to Eddie. What up, for, Eddie? For bringing, bringing us out there. But yeah, I mean, it was just it was just a cool little show. It was really just a, a reason to get out there, you know? It was just an excuse to get out there. Don't tell my wife that. Yeah. Well, I talked to her. She's going to go next year, she said. Damn. I mean, good. <laughs> she didn't say she was going to oh. go with you. She said she was going to go. <laughs> but yeah, it was like, that was kind of like the one of the reasons to go out there. Another reason was I got a call from Telemundo mm. a couple weeks before Art Basel, and they wanted to do an interview with me. And once they found out I was going to Miami, they said, well, why don't you do it in the studio? Sure. It's, you know, I said, yeah, it's better than, than a Skype interview. Yeah, right. So um, I got to go in the, the studios on Telemundo. Not that they would there. have done a Skype. I mean, they would have had you go into the L.A. studio, right? No, no, it was going to be Skype. They were, oh, so they really wanted you to do the interview well, they, out of Miami. Well, Telemundo is based out of Miami. Yes, but and they so, have studios here, right, in yeah, L.A.? Yeah, but they're local Telemundo. Got like it. The oh, Channel got 52. Okay. This is the national, Got it. you know, big time. Okay. And... Yeah, so it was cool because it was it was broadcast live on the Friday of uh, of Art Basel. And what was the um, catalyst for that interview? Was your painting there at Art Basel? Like, why did they want to interview you initially? Besides you just being a well, they told me that, that. Well, yeah, they told me that they were just looking for different artists, Latino mm-hmm. artists that mm-hmm. were doing things mm-hmm. because in what's going on, obviously politically within the country, they wanted to start injecting some like you know feel good stories. And some positive things that Latinos are contributing, you know, to this country, especially in the arts. Yep. And so they wanted to start, or they have already interviewed other artists and do these little spots on them. And they researched and found me and, you know, wanted to, to do, you know, to highlight That's awesome. Me. Yeah. So I was, of course, down to do it. And yeah, I mean, it got it. I mean, it was it was literally national because I mean, uh, right after it aired, I mean, I started getting texts and emails and calls and things. It was it was pretty funny. That's great. So when exactly did you get? As I recall, you got into Miami. Was it Friday morning? I got in like Thursday night. Thursday night late, and then you had the interview Friday. And then I had the the interview Friday, right? Which is crazy because I was totally jet lagged. Just you know, sure. But uh, yeah, so it had to, it was cool. It was it just it goes so fast in Miami. I mean, Miami is just well, dude. And we Jesus. got there on the backside. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, the VIP openings oh, and whatnot had happened. happened like yeah. two, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever. Yeah. And we showed. I showed up Thursday morning. Right. You showed up Friday morning or Friday Thursday night. Yeah. We left on Monday. Yeah. And we still only skimmed the surface of what the hell was happening there. It was too much. It's too much. It's too much. I know what it's about, right? Like, I, I get it. I, I'm not trying to go there to... I mean, there was a point, I guess, when people used to go out there thinking, you know, oh, I'm going to be discovered. Oh, you know, if only, you know, I'm going to... Someone's going to see my work or, you know, I'll get the big gig that I've been waiting for. And I mean, that's... Sure, it could still happen, I'm sure. But, you know, for me, it's just like everyone's there. It's a good opportunity to see what everyone else is showing and producing and all that kind of stuff and honestly just have a good time yeah like i was just like gonna go have a good time and talk to people i haven't seen in a long time i'm you know met up with a lot of artists that i hadn't seen in years also galleries and directors and curators but yeah it was it was hella fun but you only get to do a few things you know and mind you i'm traveling with my wife of course i love my wife but i can work with a lot less hours of sleep than she can (laughs) 
<laughs> right. Sure. She needs more sleep than I do. You're conditioned yeah. to, to uh, you know, <laughs> live without sleep. Yeah. She even told me one night, she's like, how the hell do you do it? How do you keep going? You know, doesn't your body just give out? I'm like, well, yeah, that's called the plane ride back home. <laughs> that's right. you, you time that's what that's for yeah, yeah. that's what you time it for you know yeah. you, you time your body so that okay you know i'll collapse right on the plane right so yeah so you know it's already hard to see everything as it is but then you know when you're traveling with your partner then you know there's things she wants to do that or wants to see and that's a different pace than than i would do it if i was by myself sure but no nah, but we had a lot of fun and i think you scored major brownie points you know i hope so i don't know taking your better half with you I mean, it looked like, I mean, I saw her, it looked like she was having a blast. Yeah. Looked like, yeah. you know, she was really loving you for uh, making that extra effort. Well, here's the thing. If she wouldn't have been on that trip, okay, there's no way I would have ate at the really great restaurants that we <laughs> ate at. <laughs> there's no way. There's no way I would have been dropping hundreds of dollars at these really nice, you know, restaurants. And we did that like every night, you know? Yeah, you definitely spoiled her. Yeah, so, you know, we're... We went to Wynwood and I told her, look. When I hang with you, you never take me to restaurants like that. No, I never, I never do. <laughs> and I told her, you know, like, wear, wear comfortable shoes because we're going to be walking. Like, a lot of walking. A lot of walking. Like, like, like miles and miles and yeah. miles and miles. And that's just before noon. Yeah. And I don't think she really, really got it until she had blisters on her feet. Had blisters on her feet. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, we were in Wynwood and then I said, hey, so let's get some food. She's like, yeah, let's get some food. I said, well, the taco trucks are right here, you know? Right. right. Go to the tr- she goes, I'm not going to eat a taco truck. Let's get an empanada. Empanada truck's right here. Yeah. 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 They had the, the jerk chicken yeah. truck. Oh, yeah. They had the, yeah. they, they were all there. She's like, I'm not going to eat here standing, standing, eating this. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, anywhere you want to sit down, we're walking first. So I know your feet are already tired. We're going to have to walk far away so we can find somewhere to sit. And then we might have to wait. We might have to wait when we get there. She's like, fine, let's go. So we started looking up what was close by. Nothing was closer than like a half a mile walk. Right. And we get there and, oh, it's a two-hour wait. <laughs> you want Chinese food? Sure, it's a two-hour wait. Right. Okay, next. Yep. We go to another spot, some sushi spot. It's closed. It On the app, it says it's open. Right, right. But in reality, it's closed. Yeah. All right, next spot. So anyways, she was getting really frustrated. Right. And we, we kept walking. But here's the deal. I think, you know, the silver lining in, in this perhaps might be that you've got a, a really good idea for a Christmas present for her this year. Oh, no. What's that? Some, some, just some great walking shoes. There you go. I do. You know? You're right. So anyways, we finally found a restaurant, ate, whatever. But yeah, that was that's for sure one of the things that would have not have been the same if I'd have been alone. I would have just eaten anywhere, you know? Like, I'll be happy to eat on a taco truck any day. I think, you know, the reality is that you know, in terms of budgetary, from a budgetary perspective, right? Yeah. That money would have gotten spent. It just would have gotten spent. It would have been spent in a different line item. Probably. Right. Probably. So, you know, take it out of the the, right. the, the, <laughs> the, the Corona line item <laughs> right. and put it up to, you know, dining, uh, fine dining. Fine dining, you know. And, you know, the other thing, too, is like there's so much to do. So we basically did one thing a day is basically what we did, right? Because, like, we went to the Scope you know, show, and that was literally across the street from the, on the beach from us. So, like, we just did that one day. You know, we were there for a few hours or whatever. Because then if you want to go somewhere else, then it's a whole other hike. And so we just did one fair a day, probably, I guess, two or three fairs we did. And then um, we did Wynwood one day. And it's not enough. There's too much, you know. There's not enough. 
not enough time. It was hella fun, I think. Yeah, I showed up Thursday morning. <laughs> I had, had a bit of a drama getting there because yeah. I'm a fucking idiot. Oh, that's right. Right. So my wife and I had coordinated <laughs> my travel because we thought, well, why spend the money? We'll just use some like points or whatever, right? Yeah, and, some you know, free she miles. handles all that shit, right? Yeah, so so you know, we go back and forth, we're texting back and forth. She's like, Well, you know, you can fly out this time, you can fly out that time. I'm like, Well, all I care about is yeah. a direct flight. From L.A. to Miami. Which, by the way, is, is smart. Right. Because we didn't do direct. And, right. Yeah. I'm like, I don't, she's like, well, the only way you can do that, because I was planning late in the game, so all the best flights were booked, obviously. Right. She's like, well, you can do that, but you have to fly red eye. I'm like, no problem. Happy to fly red eye, as long as I can fly direct, whatever. She's like, done. So she books the ticket, right? Yeah. And I said, well, I want to get there. Ideally, I want to get there uh, Thursday morning. Yeah. The red eye Wednesday night. Sure. She's like, done. Since gets the ticket, sends it to me. I don't know about you, but, you know, I'm a busy guy. <laughs> I don't always keep track. You know, when something's done, it's done. Yeah. It's like the ticket's booked. I don't necessarily, like, micromanage. I'm not a micromanager. I trust that people are making, you know, good decisions and whatever, right? <laughs> so I get the email, and I yeah. look at it quickly. It's like, oh, yeah, your flight's, you know, 12.05 a.m., Wednesday, blah, blah, blah. You know, great. Red Eye Wednesday night. Yeah. So Wednesday morning comes up. I'm like, oh, I got to check in for my flight. Go on there. American Airlines, ticket not found, ticket not found. Yeah. Uh-oh. What the hell? So I call. Yeah. They're like, well, sir, you missed your flight. Yeah. Just come again? Yeah. They're like, yeah, your flight was Wednesday morning at 12.05 a.m. Yeah. Which means Tuesday night for you. Which is in my in your, in your world. twisted way of thinking. Yeah. I would have thought of that as Tuesday night. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So here I am now, Wednesday morning. Yeah. With no, no flight. flight to Miami. Missed it like a fucking pro, you know? And, hey, but you know what? Yeah. At least you use those miles. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> yeah, don't even get me started on that shit, okay? Because, like, there's a whole thing I have about that. I'm like, you know what? Let me just fucking book my fucking flight. Whatever. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I want to hear about that. So, I get on the phone with America, and they're like, well, you know, all the flights are booked, and this, that, and the other. I'm like, well, how about tomorrow night? How about this? How about that? He's like, well, actually, we can still get you there tomorrow morning. It turns out there is a flight tonight, but it is a it is a connecting flight through Indianapolis, Indiana, right. which, you know, I'm from Indiana. I've yeah. been to Indianapolis many, many times. times in my life right. in December. Yeah. Your favorite airport, probably. Ugh. And I'm just like, that's the last place I want it. But, I, but I'm like, you know what? I screwed myself. Yeah. I've got to take the risk. You got to do it. Right. So I managed to get on that flight, get to Indianapolis. The gods were smiling because the weather wasn't bad. Mm -hmm. You know, we got connected. I got to Miami that morning on schedule. Got my Uber to, I stayed at a little Airbnb uh, in Little Havana. Nice. And dude, I just have to say for me, one of the highlights of the whole trip was staying in Little Havana. Right. It was just so delightful and charming and Mm -hmm. entrancing. Just obviously the cultural authenticity sure. of the experience was just off the charts, right? Absolutely. And so I got in there Thursday morning, got to my place, got settled. My artist friend, uh, Link Thalen from Chicago, uh, he and his wife were in town because he was showing at Scope. Mm. And so I met up with them later that afternoon, walked Scope, went to dinner, had the whole thing, right? That night and got a taste of 
the scope and scale of this fucking thing. Right. I mean, it was just like, wow, this is one show yeah. and this is a lot, you know? Yeah. So Thursday night was cool. You know, we had a nice dinner or whatever. I wake up Friday morning in little Havana and I'm like, okay, well I'm going to get up. I'm going to go for some breakfast, get some coffee, you know, oh, enjoy right. my morning. Right. So I go for it. The weather is like fucking dead nuts. Perfect. It was, it was perfect. It was, it was beautiful. Perfect. Yeah. And, you know, little Havana is just waking up that morning. You know, it's fairly, you know, it's, I don't know what time, what, nine o'clock, whatever yeah. it was. So I go, I go give me a Cuban coffee. I'm like walking, you know, like I'm starting to smell the the smoke, the smell of cigar smoke. And, you know, just like <laughs> the music starting to play. I mean, dude, I was just, <laughs> I was so happy. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Because A, I was like, just, it was just a perfect morning. I just love traveling to new places right i was traveling alone for the first time in a long time yeah which you know being married with two kids is now the exception rather than the rule and i used to travel solo as a rule yeah so it was nice to kind of get back to my roots a little bit no yeah no responsibility no you know liability <laughs> no ex extra baggage as they say right and i don't mean that in a pejorative sense yeah um or do i i don't know and so I'm walking these the streets of Levant. I'm just having, and it's just like, oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's like just wonderful. And in fact, I was just like, I was taking photos. Like it was just like all the stuff. And then like I, I came around, I was like walking. And I, there was this great mural. And in fact, one of the reasons why I was in such a good mood is one of the best art experiences I had in Miami while I was at Art Basel was discovering a gallery in Little Havana that specialized in important Cuban artists, both you know, kind of old masters who, who've since died, but then they had, they were preparing for a new contemporary show of, of, of living artists. And yeah. it was just a really cool guy. They were kind of still under construction, but they were just, it was just wonderful. Awesome. So anyway, I'm walking around, I see this mural, I go, I'm like, I get to get a, get a photo of that. I pull my phone out and I guess I had drank too much Cuban coffee because <laughs> my phone just like flies out of my hand. Right? Now, you know how, like when you drop your phone, and you expect that you're going to, you know, break the screen sure. or whatever, or, you know, whatever. And it usually lands flat or something, you know, yeah. like on the concrete or whatever. My phone didn't do that. It sort of jumped out of my hands and then it landed on the ledge. Like it just like the edge of my phone hit the ledge of this window mm. and then just sort of fell on the ground. Yeah. Right. And I have a case on my phone too. Right. So you're like, oh, cool. And I'm like, happened. oh, thank yeah. goodness. Thank God. Didn't you know, fall thank God I got my case. Yeah. It landed in that. It didn't really hit too hard. Like, yeah, I get my phone. I pull it up. Dude. Dead. Oh, I can't even describe you. It will. First of all, from an artistic standpoint, it yeah. looked fucking awesome because they had like all these lines, <laughs> like these colored lines and shit going uh, through there. It was like digital yeah. art of some yeah. kind. Right. But clearly. Uh, the reality of the situation was like, oh, that does not look good. Yeah. That's not supposed to be like that. Right. So the, the screen wasn't shattered. No, the screen was perfectly fine. It was just, it was just these <laughs> colored lines. Shoot. Now, of course, when I see that it's not shattered, I say that, okay, okay, I'll reboot it. Reboot it, yeah. No, 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 no go. No. No go. And not only, then I'm thinking, well, okay, it looks like hell, but it didn't, br I mean, like maybe it still works. Dude, deader than a doornail. Like this thing won't, I can't even unlock it. Jesus. Okay. Now think about this, right? I'm in Miami. Yeah. I'm traveling. Okay. 
Remember, I said I Ubered from the airports. I have not rented a car. Right. Okay. Right. I've got to get, I'm in Little Havana. I got to get, in, you know, I was going to get to, you know, the art show. Right. Which meant I had to call an Uber. Right. Now I don't have, a, I, now I need to get go to the Apple store. I still have to call an Uber. I can't use my phone. <laughs> and you use your, I didn't take my computer. Mm. So, you know, on your, cause you, you know, you're going right. to research, you know, your phone is everything these days, it right? Is. Like I it can't is. even research where the n- nearest Apple store is or, and I have AT&T. So I'm thinking, well, maybe there, there's an AT&T store, like the sense of loss and despair, like where you're just, you feel like your legs have been cut off. You know right. what I mean? You're yeah. like, literally, how, okay, where do I go? What do I do right now? Wow. What do I do? Cause I literally can't call an Uber. I can't call anyone. Yeah. I can't call you to tell you not to call me. Right, right. (laughs) Like, you know, and so I'm like, okay, just, you know, breathe, think about it, whatever. And I'm like, well, I guess I need to try to find, I bet there's an AT&T store closer to where I'm staying than an Apple store. Yeah. That just seemed to make sense. Right. Right. So I'm walking down the street and I see a meter, like a lady, a meter guy, whatever, meter, whatever, yeah, meter maid, whatever. And except this maid is a dude. And I'm like, excuse me, sir. I said, I'm like, I show him. I just said, this happened. I said, this just happened. And I show him my phone. And he's like, oh my God. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah, like, yeah. I'm like, do you by any chance know of an AT&T store around here? And he's like, oh yeah, there's just one. Um, it's about a 15 minute walk up the street here. Cool. I was like, oh, that's great news. Thank you so much. He's like, man, I'm really sorry. That he's like, I've never seen anything like that. I'm like, neither have I. And I've seen a lot, but I've never seen yeah. this. That's cool. So then I, I turned to go walk to the AT&T store. Then, of course, I realized I don't have my fucking wallet because oh, I left it back at the place. Right. I just oh. put a little cash in my pocket. How and, far are you from your place where you're staying? Well, I'm not f- like a 10 minute walk. I'm not, a f- you know, but okay. like I'm just so so disoriented. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It takes a minute. Oh, right. It right. just takes a minute to sort out like what, what is the best course of action? Here? And, you, and usually you would probably like even map your way back to your place or something like you wouldn't have just yeah you're yeah. probably paying attention to yeah, what street just like okay or... okay now where was i you know like so i'm <laughs> i'm like you know what power i'm like let's scratch it i'm like you know what sourdough and there you go <laughs> well you just got to go home and you just got to regroup yeah then it dawned on me as i'm walking back that i did bring my ipad oh there you okay? go yeah but of course, I don't use my iPad for Uber or anything like that, but at least I right. can like use it for research or whatever. Right. So I get back, I pull on my iPad, and what was interesting was that, yeah, the AT&T store was, you know, maybe a mile down the street, but there happened to be an Apple store a mile and a half down the other opposite direction oh, wow. in a mall, hmm. right, in Brickle, the Brickle Center, Bricknell, I think is what it is, Bricknell, yeah. anyway. I'm like, okay, now how am I going to get there? Because, you know, a mile and a half doesn't sound far, but, you know. Yeah, when you're walking. <laughs> you're right. so, so I managed to download the Uber app onto my iPad and was able to get into the uh, my account, and I was actually able to order an Uber uh, cool. via my iPad, which, right. you know, was kind of cool. I never did that before. I was like, all right, you know, works. <laughs> I guess it should. I don't, you know, I'm just. It's kind of funny when the Uber guy pulls up and you have a big giant iPad. <laughs> well, exactly. I'm like, oh, I'm taking photos with it too. You, know, you always see people taking photos of yeah. the iPad. You're like, you're a fucking idiot. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> anyway, so I, oh, I decide, man. but see, but now like I'm having a plan now, right? Because I'm like, okay, well, I'm like, I got to go buy a new phone. Like I can't imagine, you know, like yeah. suddenly now I'm out, what, several hundred dollars, maybe a thousand bucks buying a new, I mean, I, my yeah. phone was iPhone X. I paid damn near a thousand dollars for it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So. 
I'm like, but now I'm going to be out. Little Havana is not the most convenient thing. So I'm like, you know right. what? I just need to like get ready to be gone for the day. Right? right. Yeah. So I shower, I get cleaned up, I get my stuff together. I call the Uber. They get me into the car over to the Apple store. Yeah. And you know how we were talking earlier about the thick people watching or the watch, oh, yeah. what, the thick people watching, whatever. <laughs> This mall was a testament to, you know, people watching in Miami and, oh, yeah. and the beautiful, very sort of the culture down there, culture, culture, all about culture, art and culture, down art there. and culture. And so I walk in this mall. I'm like, OK, Miami has a lot of culture that's thick with culture. Super thick. It's it's, you know, so I'm like, oh, this is really interesting mall, what have you. So I find the Apple store and it's, of course, just packed. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh and yeah, that's right. It's packed, and and you don't have an appointment. I don't have an appointment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm just a walk in. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I walk in, and the guy, you know, so I wait in line to like even talk to the guy, and he's like, "Well, oh, finally, like, hello, sir, can I help you?" And I'm like, and I just show him my phone. <laughs> I, I don't even say anything. You don't even speak anymore. I don't hold my phone just up. Like, just just like show, and I point show at show and it. tell. <laughs> like, yeah, I think I'm here to buy a new phone. What yeah. do you think? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> He's like, well, sir, we need to put you in the queue and, you know, it'll be, you know, probably 20 minutes before we're able to, you know, talk to you, whatever. Right. Like, fine, no problem. So I get in the queue. I'm like standing around. Now, sidebar. Yeah. Now, I don't know. how. Have you spent much time in some of the new Apple stores, like the new designs? Yeah. I was just there a couple weeks ago. Okay. I don't know about you, but like this was one of my first times like extended stays okay right in the store right yeah. so i got to like wa- watch watch you know and yeah. like observe and i don't know about you but like i actually would argue that the new apple store design is a very poor design because it is about form over function and it is absolutely gorgeous to look at but when you observe what it's like to work there yeah. and be serviced there by an employee like the flow yeah is horrendous there's not there's not a genius bar anymore you used to go, right. go to genius bar there was like some bifurcation between like oh i'm here to shop and oh yeah. i'm here to like get some tech support right and not anymore no. right it is very it's all merged into one it's this big open space and the the flow i was feeling bad for the employees like there's not a place to like go and just you know yeah. like you know so anyway I'm sitting there going, wow, Apple's yet again, another example of how Apple is slipping. Well, you know, just to jump on that real quick. The last time I was there, you know, I went up to somebody was like, hey, you know, I need help with, uh, I want to order this iPad thing, whatever. And they were like, oh yeah, you got to go talk to that person over there. They they do sales. I'm just doing. Exactly. And I'm like, then why don't, how am I supposed to know as a customer? How do I know? Right. Who to talk to? You guys are all the same to me. Yep. But yeah, you're right. Before there was, a, before there was, it was kind of clear, clear cut. You know who you want to talk to. That's and, right. It was know. more of a flow. Yeah, to it was it. a flow. It's not a flow. There's no flow now. It's, it's just not, like yeah. all kinds of shit happening at the same time. It's and, a clusterfuck. And it's a clusterfuck. Yeah, I agree totally. So I'm I'm sitting in there and I'm watching all this, whatever. And they took my phone number, but they couldn't have texted me because my phone wasn't working. So anyway, so I stayed close, and then eventually they called my name or whatever it was, and so I go over there. And this nice young woman comes over and she's like, you know, what can I do for you, Mr. Power? And again, I don't say anything. I just hold up my phone. phone. I point at it. Yeah. Like, I think I'm here to buy a new phone. What do you say? What do you think? Yeah. And then she goes, she said something 
that completely took me by surprise and was not even on my mind whatsoever. It was like the last thing I expected to hear, which was, well, is it still under warranty? Mm. And I said, yeah, good question. Yeah. Let's check it, it. Well, first of all, do I even have a warranty that yeah. I buy the warranty? Right. <laughs> I don't remember because you know, sometimes you don't get the warranty, yeah, right? That's true. Well, you get, you get, you get an automatic one year warranty from Apple. Okay. Well, but yes. And that's, and, that, and I wasn't even thinking about that, but I just know myself. Yeah. And if this story thus far has, has proven anything, it's proven I ain't so bright. <laughs> so I, you know, nine times I, I'd say it's probably 50% of the time I buy it. It's 50% of the time I don't buy it. You know what I mean? Right. So like, but I wasn't even thinking that it was like a, a, a sure thing. Right. So anyway, right. so she's like, is it still on a warranty? I'm like, I have no idea. Like I, you yeah. know, she said, well, here, let me check. Well, good news, Mr. Power. Right. It's still under warranty. Yeah. And I was like, awesome. Oh my God. Like suddenly I went from zero to hero. Like I was right. feeling like so suddenly so good about life after feelings. I was feeling good. Yeah. I actually in the day I started feeling great. Yeah. Then I felt horrible. Yeah. Now I'm starting to feel good again. Good. Right. And then things got a little bit even better because, you know, we're like talking and stuff and I'm like, well, you know, so I guess I get a new phone. Like, she's like, no, no, no. She's like, we can fix it. Wow. I'm like, wow, you can fix it. And I'm like, well, but. What am I going to do? Like, I need a phone. Like, I'm here for my... No, no, no. So it just takes an hour. Mm. I'm like, amazing. Will you marry me? And then she reminded me that I'm already married. And yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so sure shit, they take the phone. And it was longer than an hour. It was, you know, damn near two hours. But yeah, I'm not going to complain. No. Because two hours later, yeah. I had a brand new screen and my phone. Everything was, like, working perfectly. Nice. Right? And so... And then, of course, during those two hours, I was able to walk the mall and do some fabulous cultural observations. Window shopping. Window shopping. Anthrop- I was playing anthropologist, sociologist, yeah. observing the, the local wildlife uh, the, there at the, uh, at the lingerie department. <laughs> so I got my phone. It was amazing. And I think during this whole time, you and I are texting. Yeah, because you texted me. You're like, I'm on, I'm, I'm on my iPad. Right. So don't try to text me. Right. But... This is what's going on. Right. And then, so then by the time all of that was done, I was like, well, cause you were at scope and, or that, that was the day you were at scope. Oh, and it was? Okay. yeah. And I was thinking of my, and you had done the Telemundo interview. Okay. And I said, so I said to myself, well, I've done scope and whatever. I'll go to Art Basel. Right. Right. And so I ended up going to Art Basel and I don't think we saw each other that night. No, we didn't. And then we ended up hooking up on... Well, I don't even know when we f- actually finally saw each other because it was just so packed. Well, it was um, Saturday, Saturday night at, Saturday, at Winwood. At Winwood, right? Yeah. So, how bananas yeah. was Winwood Saturday night? Unbelievable. I mean, just so I ended up at watching uh, Puma did a, a thing at they had the Art Basel. I forgot what the hell they called it, but Puma had an event. Do you remember this? Yeah, you're talking about the one with the big sound stage and the DJs. Yeah, yeah. What yeah, was yeah, that area called? It was called like the Walls. I don't know what it was. I mean, that mural, whole. It was like a mural festival or something. It was like. It, it was ba- Basel House, wasn't it? Basel House. Right. That's what it was. Yeah. You're right. That's what it was. It's called Basel House. Right. All right. So I ended up there and the Puma had a, a big show, right? The big stage and everything. And they had, um, let's see, who performed? It was um, Yogati and. Love Yogati. Wait, who's Yogati? And um, an A Boogie. Dude. So, so dope. So it's so funny because there's like a line to get in, right? And I'm not going to stand in line, especially when you don't need to, because even if you're not in line, you can still watch the concert. (laughs) 
And by the way, as I recall, if I'm tracking you, as I recall, Laura's yeah. feet are not doing well. She's not doing this, well. It, yeah, all right. So yeah. you're not standing in line with the throbbing feet. Yeah. So the wifey's not having a good time because her feet are hurting and everything. But, you know, we're like chilling there. We're like, okay, yeah. let's let's check out this concert. And and it's funny, right? Because I don't know who A Boogie is. A Boogie. You don't? A Boogie. Dude, come on. A Boogie with the hoodie. Wow. I don't know who Yo Gotti is. You know, like, <laughs> you're, like, I know that when boy, I hear, are you relevant? I know that when I hear the songs, I'm gonna be like, "Oh yeah, I know that song." Right, right, right. right. I'm gonna be like, "Oh yeah, I hear that like yeah. a million times yeah. on the radio." Right, right. I know I'm gonna say that, but I can't just top of my head tell you who they are. But it's like, all right, it's a concert. It's cool. So we we chill at the concert. You know, see it, whatever. It's so funny because you know, yeah, it was fun. You know, it was a fun, yeah, fun time, whatever. And you know, before it, it started raining. Like at some point, yeah, and they kind of, I guess it was uh, a boogie, like was doing his set, and then it started raining, so they like cut his set short, and like, everyone ran because it was pouring, yeah. But then it stopped, and everyone came back. DJ came back on stage. You know, it was one of those things, right? It's gonna rain on and off in Miami, anyways. But so we saw like part of the concert, left, walked around, came back, watched the other part of the concert. What was funny is later on when I get home, right. Fast forward to when I get home and my daughter, uh, you know, she's 18, right? And so now like, she's relevant. So I'm like, yeah, we were at this concert, you know, whatever, at our, in Miami. She's like, oh, yeah, who was in concert? I said, A Boogie. She's like, who's A Boogie? And I go, I don't know. That's what I, she goes, <laughs> I know this, I just know this guy, A Boogie with the hoodie. I go, well, yeah, that's him. They just call me A Boogie. She goes, oh, yeah, you saw A Boogie? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And Yo Gotti, what? You saw Yo Gotti? <laughs> my daughter's like totally pissed. Yeah. She's like, oh my God. And I'm like, yeah, we, we didn't even stay. We just left. We, we, yeah. we didn't even watch the whole thing. <laughs> she's yeah. ready to, to disown you at this yeah. point. And she's like, I can't believe you guys didn't invite me. And I can't believe I didn't see, I, I didn't see them. And, you know, I'm like, <laughs> whatever. So, yeah, so that's how funny it was is that, like, you know, uh, yeah, when the songs came on, I'm like, oh, yeah, I heard that song, whatever. But, you know, I'm not into that new school stuff. It, it's it's good, I guess, in the moment, whatever. But you know what was funny it about it? It all sounds the same. It all sounds the same to me, but what's funny to me is watching the people in the crowd. Sure. That's the best part, I think, because so there was this two women right next to us, like 10 feet away from us. There was two women with three kids, okay? okay. Now, the youngest kid was probably like two years old, and the oldest kid was probably like 11 years old. And the other one's in the middle somewhere. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it's two women, three kids. One of which is two. One of which is two. And the little 11 year old kid, I mean, he's getting down. Okay. He, first of all, he knows all the lyrics of everything. He's, right. he's singing along to every single jam going on. Right. Yeah. Especially the ones, the more vulgar, the more he knew about it. <laughs> right. And I was like, cool. And he's doing his dance. I mean, he's doing all the dances. He's like, like he's nailing every dance. Yeah. Like he's he's eleven year old kid. Like right. he's got the moves. He's got the moves. So all of a sudden, the woman, one of the women that's with them, the younger looking woman, you know, there was probably one in her mid, I don't know, mid thirty, I mean late thirties, early forties, mm -hmm. and then the other woman was probably late twenties, early thirties. So I don't know who those women are to those kids. Mm -hmm. Like I don't know if they're older sisters, mothers, yeah. grandmothers. I don't know. All I know is that the younger of the two women starts twerking on the little kid that's dancing. That's genius. 
she starts twerking on dude, him. Dude, that's like seeing a white tiger. Like what you just saw was so rare. <laughs> like it was like a natural wonder, or you know, like a, the one of the, the natural wonders of the world you just saw there. Wait, so yeah. the mother, as far as you could tell, the mother was twerking with her son. With her son. Now I'm assuming it's her. Mo- it's it's the kid's mother, right? It could be the older sister. It could be the aunt. I don't know. But any of those scenarios, it's fucking wrong. <laughs> any of those scenarios is wrong. There's no scenario. There's no that scenario makes there. that right. And the little kid is like, he just keeps doing it. He just keeps dancing. He's, he's into it. But the woman is twerking on him. And so I'm like, like nudging my wife, like, check this out. She goes, I'm trying not to look at that. I'm really, I saw already what's going on and I don't want to see it. I go, yeah, but it's incredible what's going on here. I, I never thought this would happen. You know, like perfectly grown woman twerking <laughs> on an 11-year-old boy. <laughs> and she's like, I think it's his mom. I go, I kind of hope it's his mom. That's the only scenario that, that makes it a little less horrendous, you know? Yeah, and I'm like, I think. I think. I, think. See, I don't that's, know. That's, that's, that's my point. Like, would, <sighs> it, would it be better if it was like a totally a, a stranger or an aunt? I don't know. So anyways, wow, it was just man. a weird wow. situation. So that's a one, but that's really, truly a unique, uh, one of a kind kind of wi- uh, eyewitness account. So here's where it gets weirder. It does get it weirder. It does get weirder. Yeah. Okay. So the woman grabs the two-year-old little girl and tries to make her start twerking too. Tries to teach her how to twerk. Well, the, isn't that what the, doesn't, isn't that what the billboard says? A family that twerks <laughs> together stays together. <laughs> oh man. I was like. What is going on? And the little girl starts crying. See, okay. the little girl starts crying. Like even the even the two year old girl knows right. this is not right. The the, the best part of the story, <laughs> I have to say, yeah. is that it's probably not what you intended. But you know, I spend so much time stressing about being like a shitty parent. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that when I hear a story like this, I'm like, well, maybe I'm not as shitty as I think. Yeah. But on the other hand, it has given me a whole new approach to parenting that right. I haven't yet tried. I mean, I think, you know, because we have family dance parties here at the house. Right. Right. And, you know, I don't know. Maybe I should. Uh, tw- well, you see, see, you think you're liberal until you find clearly out. Clearly, I'm very uptight. You're, more, clearly- you're conservative, bro. <laughs> you're very conservative, it sounds like. So this went on. I mean, so this was like a family affair at this fucking thing. Yeah. It's like, wow. Yeah. And how were they dressed? Were they scantily clad? No, no, they were. They weren't. Like, yeah. Luckily, they weren't scantily dressed. Right. You know, okay. they were wearing like because I, I saw a lot of women in Miami that dress like Texas, wide open spaces. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. That was that was true. And you know, the funny part is the Yo Gotti segment of the concert. Love that guy. So dope. Started with everyone raise your hand and your middle finger in the air and say fuck you, you know, and and so everyone's like raising, raising the middle finger at fuck the air you, and right. saying, you know, yeah. to fuck off yeah. and everything. Yeah. And, and yeah. that part it's lasted, that part lasted a good eight minutes. Right. You well, know, it's cathartic. It's ther- therapeutic. And I'm looking at the mother with the kids and everyone's raising their fingers. I'm like, that's awesome. This is just like, <laughs> mm. <laughs> so wow. anyways, but you know, it, what was kind of funny though is, you know, I don't know how big these guys are, whatever, you know, I, I guess they're known rappers or whatever, but. It's really about like all the people that were even into it, like the rest of the crowd, they were into it, but like for like short chunks of it, mm-hmm. right. it was weird because there'd be a song where everyone would go crazy and everyone would bring out their phones and everyone's dancing and everyone's, you know, and then there'd be other parts where everyone's just standing there. Yeah. You know, it was kind of weird because I mean, I remember when, when I saw certain people in concert, like you went crazy the whole time. Like if they were their, your favorite musician you just you just were 
going crazy the whole time. Right. But then know? again, you weren't high on Oxycontin. Uh, that's true. You know, uh, yeah. I think a lot of these people are just so fucking stoned. Like, well, and also I think it's just like, you know, the sad part is this, it's all this, it's all, it's all like social media, right? So it's really about that moment and capturing that moment, like on your phone and, you know, whatever the hype was at that, at that moment. Yeah. It's not really about the overall two hour shit is so disposable now man i mean it's just so like there's no no, i mean back in the day right there was there was like almost like a i want almost like these were sacred moments i mean you saved the ticket stubs and you like i mean these were milestones in your life yeah right these cultural events whether it's your first concert or your whatever it was like now it's just i don't know the culture music art whatever like there's so much of it right it just becomes not that special anymore told you this earlier but on the stage behind the musicians behind the dj yeah there's like a 30 second or one minute loop of a puma commercial mm. it's basically like the new shoe that they dropped for art basil for yeah, miami right and the miami colorways and right. right it's and like they just keep showing the shoe over and over and over now puma just looped this i mean it was just that was it it was that was the only thing on the on the screen for like two hours Right, and that's exactly the point you're making. Is that it's kind of like Puma wanted to make sure that no matter when people took their selfie in front of the stage, their shoe, their product was on the screen. Sure, you know, because if you're on, a, if you were at another concert sponsored by another company, whenever you know, back in the day, even even ten years ago, stuff on the screen, on the big screen behind the DJ or behind the, the you, you'd have videos, you would have certain images come up to certain songs. And you know it's an experience, right? Yeah, right, right. It's like right. from start to finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now it's not. It's not that at all. Now it's just this little thirty-second tiny commercial that they want you to capture. Sure. And that's all that these brands care about. And it's kind of sad, but you know it kind of messes up the whole experience. I think. But these kids don't know any better. They don't. Yeah. That's the life they're living. It's just super fast. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And um, it's kind of like ah, uh, it's kind of kind of shitty. So we <laughs> right. So we saw each other in Wynwood that night. Yeah. And I mean, the place was fucking bananas. I mean, there was party after party after party after party after party after party. I mean, like it just went on and on and on and on. Right. Yep. And dude. Okay. So you and I got separated at some point. Right. Right. And we were texting back and forth and my phone was like about dead. I had like two or three bars left or percentages left, whatever. And you were at the secret walls party or had oh, just arrived at the you were heading there or going this, there yeah, or whatever party, yeah. and my hope and my intent was to meet you there right? right and while i was walking over there trying to find it because it's so hard to find i mean oh, everything yeah. is so like it's just so crazy over there it's hard to find shit yep that what i realized was that i probably had to make what they call this adulting <laughs> i guess i've heard <laughs> you heard but i had to to i guess adult Mm-hmm. And make the hard choice. It's like, well, wait a minute. If I go to this party, yeah, my phone's dead, and I won't be able to Uber. I don't know how the fuck I'm gonna get home because what people don't under what people need to understand, yeah, is that that area was Ugh. so densely packed, incredible with people, yeah, that there was not getting it. You weren't getting a cab. You no. weren't getting a, unless you had an Uber to call. Well, number one, cell service. Suck. Well, the, well, this is one. Hold on. So this is okay. what I'm getting at, yeah. right? Because, and I'm so glad I'm. Because then I started looking, and I realized that there was no service. 
Yeah. Like like with the two or three percent that mm-hmm. I had left, yeah. I couldn't even call an Uber because Uber was so overwhelmed. Right. You couldn't even get a signal. So what I did not so yes, I made the choice to be like, well, I gotta like just go figure out how to go home. Mm-hmm. You know how far I walked before <laughs> I got a signal to even call Uber? Oh yeah. Like two and a half miles. Yeah. Two and a half miles yeah. just to get a signal right. to cost to call Uber. All now, right. yeah. how many drive-by shootings I avoided <laughs> between here and there, I'll never know. Okay? Right. But it was a definitely a uh, an adventure walking to work because this was, I don't know where the fuck I'm at. And that's right. like kind of a, you know, dark area. It's not very, uh, there's not a lot of street lights. It's like, you know. Yeah. And so I get to where I'm at to like call and there's this dude that's standing there. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's just standing there and he's like, looking at me and I like call my Uber and he's like, yo, like, Hey, what's up? And he's like, you call Uber. What? Yeah. <laughs> and I go, I go, yeah. I go, what, what's up? He's like, man, I need to ride out of here. I was like, <laughs> I gotta go. Like, and he's stuck. Uh, he's stuck. And, yeah, right. And yeah. he, he's like, he's like, dude, he's like, I'm like, don't, don't even worry about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. so this guy, JT, who <laughs> was originally from Detroit by way of San Francisco, found himself <laughs> in Miami, right. For a minute. He's going to, wants to get back to, to Northern California. And he and I end up like riding in this Uber because you were both so stranded, like super nice guy. I'll never yeah. see him again. Yeah. You know, whatever I, you know, maybe I saved his life. I don't know. You're welcome. <laughs> but it was like, I had to walk two and a half like just to get a signal yeah. because what people don't understand was Winwood was bananas that night. <sighs> yeah, it was crazy. Well, see, I have a story too for, for that night with, with this shit. So we're at that, we're at the secret, secret walls event at the end of the night. We got the, the tail end of it. Mm, super fun time. Every, you know, Running into people that I hadn't seen in years, running into artists, and uh, it was cool. We had a good time. So, you know, it's over. And so I tell my wife, all right, let's get out of here. And I tell, you know, I ask someone, like, what's up? They're like, dude, they told me you got to walk at least like five blocks away from, from Wynwood, at least five blocks away just to, get, just to get a signal, just to get an Uber to come pick you up because they're not going to come into Wynwood. They're just not going to come. Actually, the bouncer told me that. And I'm like, all right. So I asked someone else. They tell me the same thing. I'm like, all right. So by this time of the night, my wife's feet are like killing her. She's like blisters and she's like, I don't want to walk. I said, well, motherfucking you too. She's like, God damn it. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, all right, well, we got to do something. We got to get out of here. I said, we're going to walk. Right. She's like, all right. So they tell me like more or less where to walk, what direction, how far to go. Right. So, you know, unlike you, my phone is fully charged. Good man. Because, because, well, not that I'm smart. But, you know, I'm with my wife. Mm-hmm. So that, that makes you smarter. So she obviously has, you know, a phone charger with her. Yeah, right, you know? Right. It By takes, the way, my wife does too. Yeah. yeah that's yeah, right. Yeah. So she has it in her purse. And so she's charging both our phones all night. She's seven like charges, nurturing, nurturing. Seven charges is worth that thing. You know? So there you go. So wow. I, at least I have yeah. bars. Yeah. <laughs> so, but we start walking. So we go down other side of the freeway. You know, I don't know where we're at. But we're just keep going down, and we finally get to a spot where it looks like okay, people. Because I mean, the, like you said, it was bananas, and it was just bananas. No one, anyone who had a car within Winwood wasn't even moving. The cars were just like yeah, no, in traffic, Grid, total gridlock. Yeah, it was faster to walk than get in a car. Sure. 
So we finally get to a situation where it looks like there's less traffic, looks like, you know, we're at, we're like six, seven blocks away, you know, a mile away or whatever it is. So, and I see other people getting Ubers, right? So I'm like, okay, cool. Let's, let's do it here. So called for our Lyft or whatever. And we're in this, <laughs> we're in this like parking lot of like a fried chicken spot, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's the only place on that corner where you could probably like drive in because everything else like is just yeah. the traffic is going and there's nowhere to pull over. So we're like, cool, we're waiting in this giant parking lot. Sure. That way the lift could come. Yeah. So it says, oh, your lift is here. I look, I don't see it in the lift. I'm like, where the hell's a lift? We look down the street and our fucking lift is stopped with hazards on in the right lane and everyone's flipping her off. And, you know, and I could see that's your lift because she, I, I call. Yeah. And she's like, where are you guys? Uh, I'm like, we're in the giant parking lot where there's no cars. <laughs> yeah. And she goes, I go, is that you over there with the hazard? She goes, yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll get over to you guys. And, and there's no way she's gonna. There's no way she's gonna uh, do that, come she's back to us. She's an idiot. She's an idiot. And I'm like, shit. So now we got a lift from an idiot. Oh, in the worst traffic. In the they... worst traffic. So <laughs> I say, you know what? Just, just stay there. Yeah. We can see we'll you. We'll come to you. We'll come to you. Yeah. We, we, we've been walking already for like half an hour. Right. Right. So my wife's like pissed. Like, make her come over. I go, no. She's gonna get lost or something. We're gonna lose our, our lift. Yeah. You know. So she's pissed because now we got to walk another, you know, sure. block or whatever. Yeah. Her feet. Her dogs are barking. Yeah. So we get there. Finally, we get in the car. Okay, boom. All right. It, and at this point, it's like, I don't know. It's like 1230 at night sure. or something. Yeah. And, and we're going back. We're early going back. for some people. Yeah, very early for most people there. But you know, my, wife's yeah. like, my wife's like, we're done. Yeah. We're going yeah. back to the hotel. Right. We're going back to the beach. Right. Cool. I'm like, I don't care. So I'm like, all right, we're going to chill in the car. Right? Whatever. It's, yeah. it's, we're 30 minutes away. Whatever. What does this Lyft driver do? I don't know what the hell she's thinking. She drives into Winwood. She goes back and into Winwood. I don't even understand that. That's what I'm saying. And she starts looking around and she's like, "Oh, I got another another pickup to do and they're in Winwood." You're fucking kidding me. I'm like, "What do you mean?" She goes, and then she looks back and she goes, "What's going on here tonight? Why is everyone out?" <laughs> She doesn't even know doesn't what's even going know. on in terms of the event. She doesn't even know that Winwood is like cracking and that During it's our art puzzle. Puzzle. oh my god and that every, there's a concert going on fucking and idiot and i'm like are you fucking kidding me so she's like okay i gotta go meet this person i you know is she vaping during this too by any chance i was just curious i don't know what she's doing but here's wow. the thing here's the thing so she was trying to get back to this this fucking her next uh you know ride or whatever mm-hmm. and she, she's not gonna get there there's a she she finally realized she's not gonna get there so she says, I'm going to cancel her and I'm just going to take you guys home. And I'm like, thank you. Yeah. Right. Right. That's Guess what you were doing. Yeah. She doesn't know how to cancel. She's asking us, do you know how to cancel a ride? And I'm like, you're the fucking Lyft driver. Oh my God, dude. So she doesn't know how to cancel it. You know what she does? She turns off the phone. <laughs> she turns off her phone because it kept ringing saying to go pick up this chick, you know? So anyways, bottom line is we're stuck in, in the middle of Winwood, where we started the whole fucking thing. And we're not even moving. So I just looked at my wife. Well, what's that song? Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. Here I am stuck in the middle with you. Like, this yeah. is fucking horrendous. So I just, I just look at my wife and I say, you know what? At least we're in a car. We're, we're going to get to the hotel at some point. Like, there's just. At you least know. you're not on your feet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. So it, an, like an hour and five minutes later, we get to, the, to our hotel. Almost got hit by a, by a fucking 
crazy driver on the freeway. Well, that's exciting. You know. So when we finally get there, she's the lift driver turns around. She's like, "I just want to I apologize." Quit. She's like, "I quit." Yeah. She's like, "I hope you guys, you know, weren't too scared back there when we almost got r- driven off the freeway. I hope you guys, you know, it's okay. I'm like, just we're here. Thank you. Let me just, out. Just let me go. <laughs> Either way, no tip and no stars. Oh, uh, no stars, no nothing. I was just like, just I just got here. But you know, it's it's crazy how, I guess all our stories, right? What would happen there to each of us? It's crazy how it's all around technology, dude. Right? And, and it's all about technology. All about technology, and just you know, it's all about technology, and it's all about me being a dumbass. Well, yeah, you know, because too. because <laughs> I didn't even tell you the other story. Well, you know the story, but so you and I and Laura, yeah, were heading back from your show at the National Hotel, right? Back to your hotel where you were staying on, oh, on yeah, Ocean had, Avenue to yeah. get. We were going to grab dinner right. with with San Juan. Oh, that's right. Right. That's right. Shout out to San Juan. San Juan. So I order the Uber. Oh we yeah, that's hop, right. We hop in. <laughs> it's a Nissan. Well, no, it's an Infinity like SUV kind of thing. Whatever. Right. Right. Because we had like stuff. Whatever. So anyway, it comes and gets us. We get in. Yeah. And we get just around the right by your hotel. Right. And it's just it's a T intersection. Like the, yeah. the street is going to tee off. And it's, 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 gri- it's gridlock. Yeah, of course. It can't go anywhere. And we say to this guy, we'll just hop out and go to your hotel. Right. He's like, okay, no problem. So we hop out. Right. We walk, oh, I don't know, 50, uh, well, 100 feet, yeah. 150 feet. And then we hang a left. And your ba- your hotel is like basically right, right, right on the corner. Yeah. And the restaurant's in front, which is one of the best restaurants in South Beach. And we uh, have a little chat. Uh, with the hostess, and then you guys decide you're gonna run up to the room, drop off your stuff. Yeah. You asked me if I want to go with you. I said no. I'll just chill down here. That's right. And you go up to the room to do your thing. Yeah. Right. Now I'm standing, <laughs> okay, and watching because, of course, as we were saying earlier, it's thick people watching. Yeah. yeah. Thick people watching, and I'm you know standing there enjoying. The anthropological and cultural aspects of this thick people watching. Yep. And of course, I'm also baffled about why there are so many 20, 25 year olds driving McLaren, $350,000 <laughs> McLarens. Right. And I'm like, <laughs> I really have to deal more cocaine because clearly there's big money in this, or I need to become a rapper. Right. Because clearly these guys are doing well. Yeah. And then this vintage car is pulls up. Mm-hmm. And so. It was just gorgeous. And I think to myself, oh, I'm going to snap a photo of that phone, of that car. <laughs> so beautiful. Oh, man. And then I go to get my phone and I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah. I left my phone in the Uber. Ah, uh, shit. Now, how much time had passed? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Since we got out of the Uber and the time I realized it. I right. don't know. 10 minutes, 15 minutes, well, at least 10 minutes. W- when we came down from when we came back down. I think it was about 15 minutes later. Yeah, right. Yeah. So it had happened. So about 50, so then yeah. minutes before you, two right. minutes two before you came out, I'm standing there and I realized, holy shit, <laughs> after all this bullshit I've <laughs> gone through my fucking phone, I lose it <laughs> in the fucking Uber. I'm a fucking <laughs> moron. Right? I was probably too busy, thick people watching. Yeah. To pay attention to the Mesmerized. fact. Mesmerized. You got mesmerized. By the culture. Yeah. That I forgot that the phone was like, you know, on my leg or like whatever, whatever, wherever I put it, like, yeah. you know, so the story is crazy because what do obviously, you do? no, well, well, yes, because here's the thing, like, obviously I'm a fucking idiot, but in that moment, in the moment of crisis, I snapped to attention. Yeah. I'm like, 
oh, this is life or death right now. Like right. I, and I become acutely, keenly sharp <laughs> on my surroundings. Things come into focus in a way like, like it's almost like some magical high tech shit where like yeah. the computer kicks on and starts crunching the numbers and the calculus and the algorithms and, yeah. the, and then boom, it dawns on me. Okay. You know, he couldn't have gone far. Traffic's horrible. Yeah. It was a, it was an infinity. Well, even let, let's, scan, let's scan, the, let's scan the perimeter. You know, there's an infinity. Da, 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 that's him. He's wow. like a quarter of a mile down stopped. <laughs> yeah. In the, in the ocean Avenue. On ocean drive. Cause, on ocean cause, drive. Cause no one's moving. He can't go anywhere, but he's like, you know, Corey, he's got, he got that far. Yeah. And <laughs> dude, I just take off. Yeah. And I'm like, you know how like the sound that your flip flops make when you're running. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That was, you know, whatever, whatever. Like that, that's the sound I was making. People are looking like, "What the fuck's that white guy going?" Yeah. He was just like, eh. and then the, the Uber driver, <laughs> the Uber driver's got his window down because, of course, the weather's great. And then, like, I just run up alongside of him, yeah. like, "Hey!" And of course, I scared the shit out of him because yeah. he didn't see me coming. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, "Whoa!" Yeah. And I go, "Hey!" I go, "You just dropped me off, right?" And he's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "I left my phone in your back seat," and I opened the the door, and there it was, uh, just wow. on the seat, dude. And- <laughs> dude, I can't. Okay, now when I was saying about technology, yeah. Okay, your trip wasn't about technology. Your trip was about you fucking losing your phone and me fucking up a, your phone. Maybe me, me being a fucking idiot. Yeah. You know, I think what you need is, or, or what Apple needs to make is like this some kind of attachment that attaches to your phone. You know, like you, you know those keys that are on this like string. Yeah. <laughs> You right, know, right, so no right, matter right. what happens, the, the keys always come back to your fucking that's belt. Right, that's right. That's, Dude, that's right. what you need. I need that. You need a fucking. I a, need, you need a fucking I, iPhone I, with a string. And it, it was funny because you guys come back down, and I'm like, "Well, you just missed all the excitement." <laughs> yeah, I'm and like, you're what? like well, what excitement?" I'm like, yeah. "Tell you the story." Laura's like. You need to chain that phone to your hip. Like, yes, I do. Oh, my God, dude. What a crazy fucking Jesus. Bizarre, right? So, so, but here, so, so the thing about, I mean, right. So the irony about our Basel for us this year, right, was that, is that you and I, we have been involved with that show in various ways, but we had never attended the show, right? Right, So like a few years ago, we got hired by Pantone to produce a mural down there right. with Marka 27. Shout out Marka. Yep. And uh, great murals. Great, great project. We, did, but we didn't go. We've always sort of said, you know, we were going to wait till it made sense to go. I mean, yeah. we know that it's a fucking scene down there. We're not going to go like yeah. play that bullshit. Well, every, every year I get invited. Every year. Well, right. Every year it's yeah. like, hey, yeah. uh, last year was American Express. Another year it was fucking Cadillac. Right. There's always some client that wants us to go down there. But then at the end of the day, it, it falls apart. Yeah. Or they don't want to pay what we're asking or something happens. Right. Sure. And we're just like, fuck it. We're not right. going to go. Right. Yeah. So this year, we, for various reasons, we went down and, you know, it was a hell of a trip. I mean, and it was a hell of a trip, a hell of an experience because, you know, you got, well, A, because it's Miami. And by the way, personally, I love Miami. I think Miami is the sexiest city in the U.S. And and I just enjoyed it. I've been there many times, but I've just not been to Art Basel. So, yeah. But in terms of like, you know, it's grown. I mean, our boss has been going on there, what, 15, 20 years. Like 20 and it's years, only in yeah. the last 10 years or so that it has exploded. Now it's Miami Art and Design Week, yeah, right? That goes like seven, yeah. eight days of like all kinds of stuff going on. Yeah. And it is too much. It is. Well, it is so much. It might be too much. Totally. You're only going to scratch the surface when you go. But I can tell you that it was really interesting to kind of be there and observe and analyze, right? So let me break down a few things for you. Okay. So tell me if you, if you had similar 
feelings, right? Okay. Okay. There's kind of two, I can, I'm going to talk about my assessment of the art. I'm going to talk about just how the, the experience was for me, right? This is the big part two of this interview. Yeah. Or this is a whole new interview. A whole new uh, podcast, I right? Say. Right, right. Because there's so much. Okay. I, I know what you're going to get into. You know what? You bring up a good point. You bring up a good point. Let's do this. Let's break this conversation yeah. up into, into two episodes. It's a, lot. It's, it's a lot. lot. Okay. So we're gonna we're you know with that being said, we're yeah. gonna wrap up. Okay, brother. It's so good to see you. So great to be uh, podcasting with you again. Yeah. You know we got to stay on this. Let's not because uh, I'll tell you what, people can't <laughs> feel your shoes, my friend. It's just not the same sitting across from people that ain't you. Smaller feet. That's right. And uh, so I tell you what, let's sign off. Before we do, I want to encourage all of our listeners to please subscribe to this podcast. Please like the episodes. Please comment. Be sure to follow us on all the socials. Yeah. And be sure to go to notrealart.com and check out uh, what's happening, what's up and coming, what's uh, new and exciting. And uh, we're going to continue the Art Basel experience in part two. That's right. So we're going to sign off over and out, man one. Peace. 